untold wealth in their tired dreams. Alani had never seen a kraken, but her mother spoke of them often. Sinalise spoke bitterly of the creatures that had taken the sparrow and her crew. She spoke of Alani's father, whom Alani remembered as a giant of a man, black-bearded and laughing. Alani's mother said the kraken were always hungry, spawned from a cold trysting between Moriab and Stormface, an object lesson that lovemaking and anger resulted in terrible things. Sinalise said the kraken were always hungry, and it wasn't just a man's body they sought to consume, but his mind. A man could lose his head hunting kraken, mad for the profit that might result. He forgot wife and child, love and life. Kraken muddled a man's thoughts until he dreamed of becoming another Orin Grayling, a legend who might be spoken of for generations. It happened all the time. A man lost his wits in pursuit of Kraken, and when he did, it was his family who suffered. It was his family who were forced to flee to pastures far beyond the city. It was his wife who was forced to find a new man who would accept a pauper woman and daughter into his home. The Kraken stole not only sailors' lives, but also the lives of all those people who had been foolish enough to believe in them. Alani had never seen a kraken, but her father had spoken of them often. I saw them, Alani, with my own eyes, close as touching, just beneath our sparrow's beam. He told her how the sparrow had wallowed, half-drowned, leaking between her boards as Moriab and Wanam clashed in a lover's battle, and the sparrow was trapped in the heart of the tempest. Half of Moriab was down in our hold. Every time a wave crested, I was sure poor Sparrow would founder, and we'd all be dragged down. For two days and two nights, we fought that storm. We bailed and bailed. We lost Tomo and Relkin to Moriab's and Wanam's fury. We fought Moriab's waves, and we battled Wanam's torrents. And none of us believed that we could survive. Waves taller than our masts, Alani. Winds yanking us about like a toy on a string. It was all I could do to keep the sparrows prow to the rise of Moriab's next embrace. Every time we climbed a wave, I was sure it would be our last. He trailed off and then abruptly smiled. When dawn came, we were so exhausted and waterlogged and broken down that at first we thought we had drowned and gone to the distant shore. But instead of the warm song of the rising lands, it was the sun giving us all her warmth. The waves steamed mist, and the sky was bluer than the shell of a blue-stem clam. And Moriab was as still and calm and loving as a cat nursing kittens. And our only company was a pair of dolphins, bearing Tomo back to us. It was as if Moriab herself had decided old Relkin was enough sacrifice. So she gave us back our skinny cabin boy. We thought we were blessed that day, Alani. We bailed water from our hold, and every time we dumped a bucket into the sea, we thanked Moriab for making peace with Stormface. She was so still and calm in that moment, just sunshine and wavelets all the way to the horizon. Bitty little wavelets gleaming like mirrors. That's when we saw them, just below our hold. Huge Alani, so big. I've seen a black whale breach and knock a frigate aside like a toy. And a black is nothing to the kraken, a snack perhaps. 
The Kraken are so large you can't fit them in your eye. You cannot see the whole of them, not when you're close. Nothing holds a candle to the size of them, except maybe bluebacks, and no one dares hunt them. We stood there staring, me and all the rest of the men, jam-jawed every one of us. All of us looking down into the water, and not a one of us making a sound, as they passed and passed and passed. It was something extraordinary, seeing Moriab's children. Huge long tentacles trailing behind them down there in the water. Dozens of them, and any one of them might have dragged our mortal sparrow down without a second thought. They are greater than we, by far. He paused. Everyone talks of Kraken, but no one knows the truth. That prize or engrailing brought home in his hold, the one they say was as big as his ship.